back to the Meat Cartel podcast, aka Papa Top. Uh, it's been a little bit. We last time uh, myself, Jay, and Kyle got together was a couple weeks ago, and uh, we recorded two episodes then because we knew um, it's the heart of deer season, and Jay and Kyle get stupid busy at the shop with with all that going on and deer hunters and bringing in deer so uh it's been a couple weeks since we've been together um and we really haven't seen i mean kyle and jay have seen each other obviously every day but i haven't seen jay or kyle in in a couple weeks so why don't we jump right into it do you guys remember what you've been up to since the last podcast uh, it's really not that hard. Work. Uh, work. <laughs> work at home. I haven't even sat in a tree stand yet this year. Which, was, I don't know. I don't know if I did last year at this time yet. But it's, uh, yeah, just work pretty much. Um, working kids. Nothing exciting there. Yeah. Uh, Jay, I think you, I don't think we talked about this. I think you went up north on a duck hunt right yep yep took jaren up there and uh my good buddy kyler thomas we uh drew in a ducks unlimited blind up there uh right off the illinois river and kyler brought a one of jaren's buddies that lives up there josh Dahl, and uh we hunted two days the first day was they did pretty good i think they killed like third or 11 that first day Teal and spoonbills and uh, wood ducks mainly. And then the next day we just hunted for a couple hours because we had to get back home and they killed three, I think, a mallard and, I don't know, a couple of ducks. But it was a good time. It's pretty unique up there, the way they do things. The Ducks Unlimited bought hundreds and hundreds of acres up there and they uh, flood natural habitat. And you go there in the morning, they have like a... A uh, little shack, and all the guys sign your name, sign up, put them in a bucket, and there's actually only four blinds. There's probably twenty some groups, and uh, we were lucky enough. Actually, we drew both days, which is surprising. The second day, I was <laughs> well, we got, got to get up before in the morning. The second day, I was like, I wouldn't be too mad if we don't get a draw and we go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, you don't, there's. 20 different groups, and they yeah. only have four? Yeah, yeah. each blind only uh, hunts four guys. So you got to think, you know, there's a doll that can't shoot. Or in our case, there's two. And then, uh, yeah. Well, the first day we actually let, we drew on a kid and his dad uh, tagged along with us. So uh, his dad stood outside the blind, and then me and Kyler kind of, uh, jumped in. the holes are big enough where like me and Jaron both could fit in them I mean it's not ideal but so we did that we let them hunt which they were pretty grateful for that but yeah there's a I mean we had a plan B if we didn't get drawn but a lot of them guys it's kind of their kind of SOL you see a few kids not too happy so it kind of makes you makes you a little disappointed for them but we, I think everybody tries to work together to try to get a kid at least somewhere and his parent or adult with someone. That's how that, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the name, but uh, down southern Illinois, down by Cape Girardeau, uh, me and Justin used to go there a couple times a year, and it was the same way. You would literally show up, and it was a draw. And, yeah, they they had a lot more than four spots. They had, 
I don't even remember now, like 25, 25 spots that all had blinds on them. And you'd put your name in, and and then they basically they draw, and whoever gets drawn first, they pick their spot, and they go down yeah. the line. So yeah, I mean, if there was there's 25 spots and there's 30 people there, there's five people yeah. that aren't that literally got up super early to get down there to yeah. not get to hunt because they draw an hour before shooting time. Yeah, so that's how for it that was there too. Reason, yeah, if you don't get drawn, you can still try to do something. You know, you're not wasting, but. So, yeah, you're there at least an hour and a half, sometimes two hours before legal shooting time. Dang. Yeah. So, the blinds, they all, is there uh, decoys at all of them? Or no. you have to set your own decoys? Set your own decoys, but it's literally, I think we threw out like maybe a dozen duck and three geese decoys, nothing much. But they're just a little like, they uh, flood them off the Illinois River and they got like ditches that run throughout each one and it's pretty neat it's actually a pretty cool setup or but you got uh in between in between they have two like sections in between they got a, some rich ass farmer it's got like 100 acres of a uh, flood of corn right there <laughs> obviously, obviously it's not flooded yet i'm pretty sure they say don't do that until after the youth season you know the farmers right yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it's pretty cool yeah, that uh, that spot that me and Justin would go to every once in a while, um, it was it was pretty it was kind of nice because it was if you got drawn it was pretty easy hunting because they you literally mm-hmm. I mean you had to bring your own decoys but you literally threw all your crap in the bed of a truck and they literally drove you to the not too far from the blind or whatever you were hunting out of you only had like a shit I don't know fifty yard walk from the truck to the blind so it wasn't like you were like the typical walk-ins where you're dragging that shit. Oh my god! A mile. We didn't have that, but we didn't have to walk far. The first day we walked probably a half mile. The second day we walked not very far at all. But you literally, we all wore waders because you're hunting water. But one of the, if you didn't want to get in the like get wet, you didn't even even have waders. So it's pretty nice, and it's all like mowed, like past everything. And yeah, it's a not quite. You know, walking material, but it's a little more set up better. But yeah, dragging that shit in, I mean, just that few things, it's uh, not easy for an old man. Yeah, it's a freaking workout. Even if you, yeah, even if you only have a few decoys, that bag still gets heavy. Mm-hmm. Every With every step, it seems like it gets heavier and heavier. Well, when you're with kids, you got to have like 15 boxes of shells because I know Jaron shot his ass off and came away with just a few ducks. <laughs> so right there's 20 pounds of shells. Huh? There's a duck there's a in bullfrog here. bullfrog in here. What the hell? <laughs> Pop a fart. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's cool. So, I'm sure Jaron had a good time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, which you guys, I mean, you guys have a little spot right behind your house that you and Jaron hunt quite a bit. But I'm sure uh, the amount of birds you saw up there is oh my God. no comparison to you. <laughs> no comparison. It was, yeah, I couldn't believe how many ducks we actually seen. Because it was still, well, that was... I guess that weekend it kind of got a little chilly, but nothing like it is easy right now. But there was a lot of ducks. Yeah, uh, I I've been doing a little bit of deer hunting myself. I've 
I've only I've sat with Bryson um, for several hunts now. Uh, he shot at a doe with his crossbow and shot over her back, missed her, and then uh, I hunted. I guess I've I've hunted twice now by myself. By myself, uh, the first night I didn't see anything, and then. Um, this was last weekend, actually. Uh, I hunted Friday night, and it was it was still super hot out. Didn't see anything, but then that cold front blew through. And Saturday morning, I saw seven, um, six little bucks and and a doe. Nothing I would shoot, but we saw some deer, so that was pretty cool. And then we did have uh, the quail uh, club that I'm in, Little Blue Stem Chapter. We put on a uh, youth a youth hunt every year for uh kids 10 to uh, 16 i think um and they do it out at eldon hazlitt at the at carlisle and in the morning they have certified instructors that um they split the kit they take 25 kids is all they take uh is all that can sign up and they have to have their hunter safety course Basically, they have to. I think they have to weigh 90 pounds, and they have to have their hunter safety course. That's the only two requirements for them to sign up. So they sign up, and then they they split them off with an instructor. And the, in the morning, they shoot clay birds, and basically the instructors show them. I mean, most of these kids, a lot of them, it's their first time ever handling a shotgun. Uh, they use 28 gauges, so they're nice and light and easier for them to handle. But they basically teach them, you know, how to safely load it, how, what all the safety stuff, and then they they start throwing clay birds and they start teaching them how to, you know, how to follow through your shot. And uh, it's pretty cool to watch because in the in the very beginning, some of these kids can't hit. No, I mean, they can't hit nothing. And by by the time the clay bird part of it's over which is right around lunchtime these kids that weren't hitting a thing and that started they're hardly missing it's crazy that within well, four or five hours they can like with the instructors they can they pick it up pretty quick and then we serve them lunch and then after lunch we actually uh put out live pheasant and uh there's a bunch of volunteers that bring their bird dogs and so they actually let their dogs run their dogs point the birds and what we do is we actually put the pheasants in they call them bird launchers so we put the pheasant in a bird launcher and then this so they let the dog point on the bird and then the instructor the they either have a remote control or a string on them so the instructor gets the kid all set up and then as soon as the kid's ready the instructor either pushes a button or pulls the rope and the launcher basically throws the bird up in the air so it actually flies and doesn't just try to run through the thick stuff and uh each kid each kid gets out basically they they get two pheasant they get to shoot at at least two pheasant um so myself and my dad we were the we were the bird the bird setters and uh so we'd basically go around and we'd set a bird two birds up in the launchers and then come back and then the instructor and the dog handler and the kid would go and they would shoot the, shoot at the first one shoot the second one we only had uh there's only four kids yeah four kids in our group and we had we had a they gave us a pretty full crate of pheasant so each one of our kids got to they got 
plenty of opportunities to to get a bird. Uh, they all ended up getting two. Um, the one one of the one of the boys uh, struggled more than the other two as far as getting them. So, but it was really cool because the other kids let them. You know, after they got there too, and we had more birds left. They, they basically the other the two of the kids is like, no, just you go, you go. You haven't got your two yet, so they let him go as many times as it took till he got his two birds. So it's a pretty cool event. All the kids love it. Uh, the, their parents love it. It's 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 really neat to see the the young kids get get involved and and get pumped up about that stuff. It's awesome to see them get out in the outdoors and kind of take over what we all enjoy to do and pass on that passion so uh that's what that's what i've been up to um actually headed out this weekend for our last camping trip of the year and then the fun part winterizing that thing but other than that i think you guys have probably still been busy probably this cold front's probably brought some a few deer into the shop probably some uh pretty uh substantial bucks <laughs> uh yeah to say the least it's been pretty busy uh they came in pretty heavy through the weekend and then tuesday yesterday we skinned quite a few and today we skinned quite a few bunch of shoulder mounts a lot of big deer for sure i would say uh have you skinned a deer yet jay yeah i've skinned a few <laughs> i haven't skinned near as many as i've years have passed and that's kind of, I don't know, save myself for shotgun season, I guess. I'm getting too old for it, man. I was down in the back today and, uh, I don't know, just trying to, I guess I'm not getting wiser, but I need to protect my <laughs> my back a little more and letting the other guys do a little more, I guess. You only get one of those yeah. in your life. God gave me a shitty one. Thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, God. You gave me a pretty face. Shitty back. <laughs> <laughs> the Italian stallion. <laughs> so, uh, how many shoulder mounts do you think you did this over the weekend and into the... Oh, don't, uh, let, don't let him act like he's done a lot. He, God never touches a deer during shotgun season. No, I mean, how oh, many... shut the how, fuck up. How many has someone done... <laughs> Uh, I don't know how Jared skinned over the weekend. I don't know how many he skinned. We've been taking that many um, this weekend. I was kind of surprised. I but mean, few. There's but. probably 75 hanging to, be, to debone. But uh, I think yesterday after we got done killing, we did uh, seven shoulder mounts. And today me and Dad skinned five more shoulder mounts. Something like that. Enough. There's some some dandies brought in. Good buddy of mine just killed a. Actually, two buddies of mine killed really 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 nice deer. Um. And, but. My buddy Griff, his is a stud deer of a lifetime. I mean, it's a big son of a bitch. Yeah. They they guessed it at 195, and that's a big deer. Yeah. That's a big deer. Um. Yeah, Kyle just showed me pictures of it when I got here tonight, <laughs> and they and Jay and Bolt, Kyle both said the pictures don't even do it justice, but it looks huge in the pictures. So yeah, it's a big deer. Um, I mean, it, we don't see too many of them like that in a year. You know, we always see it, we get one or two always in the one nineties. Last year was the biggest year we've ever seen come to the shop, and that was like 
the Zen McAllister buck. Yeah. Like 240 inches or something like that. That was by far the biggest deer I've ever seen. Um, but, yeah, it's, it was a big one. But other than that, yeah, just a lot of deer coming in for sure. And so, then you you still killed this week, right? Yeah, we kill this week and then we kill next week. Oh, okay. And then uh, we don't kill again until um, after first gun season we skip the next tuesday after first gun season and then we do you skip the second gun season too yep we yeah we skip the tuesday before and after gotcha yep because the coolers are all full of deer and we can't yeah anything else in them how's the uh is the are the have you got the cooler issues going your direction for right now no <laughs> so the new compressor didn't solve all the problems well that no. wasn't new or i mean yeah. <laughs> newly rebuilt 30 years ago uh it's working but it's working this yeah it's a limp along it's it's hard to explain it's between me jay a couple other guys pumping oil out and adding oil and just paying attention to things it's fun <laughs> no it's it's pretty stupid actually it really is we can't get in that new building soon enough it's we spend so much time fussing around with this stupid thing yeah but it is what it is we got, got we gotta make it work about a year gotta limp it gotta limp it along yep. for a little longer uh i think um I know we've we've talked about uh, Plocker has started in the new shop. I, I'm sure they're making headway on that. Is there any big like walk in there now and like things are really starting to change? Uh, if you walk in, not really. Um, they're starting to get materials delivered, so that's always a good sign. Um, they're doing a lot of exterior work right now for the front of the building where the entrance is going to be. Um, they'll be cutting door, uh, front door in, and they're pouring all the pillars and everything for that. And then uh, out back, they the last two weeks, they've been pouring footings and retaining walls for the uh, ramp for um, livestock unloading. And then the uh, platform, I guess you could say, where the rendering cup, Cobody's going to back up to get like all our rendering barrels and things like that. So there's quite a bit of concrete getting poured on the... Uh, uh, east side of the building and the south side of the building. So they've been hitting that pretty hard the last two, two and a half weeks, I guess, and they're still doing demo on the inside. But tomorrow we have a meeting with the electrician. We're doing a walkthrough with them and uh, HVAC company, the plumbing company. We all have, we got all these meetings lined up with them tomorrow to go through those things and then. We got to go through with the uh, superintendent on the job. He wants to go through the door schedule and get all the doors and everything figured out so he can get them ordered. So it's it's moving right along. He says, well, last week we had, we had a meeting, and the schedule is plotted out. Ariana plots it every month. She goes back and redoes everything, and she plots it out, and she has the retail completely open fully functionable in may and the entire project done september 4th 
So, I mean, they got a lot of work to do, but that's how she's got it. She's got it all plotted out, and they're, everything so far, they're, I think they might even be a little ahead of schedule. Um, and it doesn't sound like any of the materials are all over six or eight weeks out. That's so, good. Yeah. That's good. You guys so, are you guys uh, being in being in that in the construction side, being in the commercial construction business. Uh, you be very glad that you have all your electric stuff because that's really what's been taking the longest as far as lead times go. It seems like that's what we've been waiting on the most between that and fire alarm stuff, which you have all that too. So, though at least those things are not going to cause an issue. Um, and I are you. What's your HVAC? Are they replacing any units on the roof, or there's they got some got to get removed, and I don't know. Some have some of them are getting eliminated because obviously right. it's going to be a total different operation. Um, and then so, some stuff just has to get rerouted for like in the offices and things like that. So that's yeah yeah those are your biggest i mean the rooftop units electrical transformers and fire alarm equipment are pretty much what we're seeing still in the industry just (laughs) i mean on a couple jobs i'm on we we have some fire alarm stuff that was ordered in may and we still don't have a ship date can't get an answer jesus don't yeah we had a uh the one job we uh were just finishing up it got a new transformer and uh we it was over a year from the time it ordered until we got it god it's that electric stuff is it's has something to do with the components inside they're they're still uh they still haven't caught up from when the world shut down right it's like they just can't they just can't catch up for some reason i i guess you know the demand was still there during covid so whenever they all got back to work they were already playing catch up not to mention the future orders that came in through but right so yeah it's it's crazy if you if you need a if you need an jeez if you need an electric panel, or uh, not really, panels aren't too bad, but uh, transformers and stuff are, yeah, still long lead times for sure. Um, Jay, how's the uh, competition ship it stuff? Is it still kind of going steady, or is it slowing down? Or It's slowing down a little obviously a little bit with the season wrapping up and... Uh... Last SLBS comp this weekend, I think, right? Yep, this weekend at Columbia, Illinois. It's still, we're still shipping a lot. A lot of guys are still interested in to maybe just practice throughout the year. Now that our name's gotten bigger and bigger out there, and a lot to do with uh, Jordan Kirkpatrick, Janky Leg winning the team of the year at KCBS. He uh, went to the last comp of the year. Uh, battled it out with getting base with Brad Leininger and he needed a grand champion and Brad not to get a grand champion and he had two chances he grand champion yeah grand champion the first day yep and that took him over and then RGC uh, the next RGC day RGC the next day and so he is not only the American Royal winner the KCBS team of the year winner what I what happened to Brad at Q. I mean, it didn't. He didn't yeah. even finish in the top ten either day. I don't think. 
Uh, Overall, I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I'm, I watched the well. I watched the. Uh, I watched the awards on the first night, Saturday night. Uh, I did. The awards were already over Sunday. I watched them, but they were already over. Uh, I'm. I'm pretty sure he didn't finish in the top ten either day. Yeah, I don't know. Overall, the first day of the bad reception. I could. It was. I couldn't. I don't know. It was bad to watch and bad. Well, acting. it was super echoey. Yeah. They're doing a big shed or something. Yeah, it was hard. Like I was literally like holding the phone up to my ear to try to hear what he was saying. But the, uh, the second day, the that Chase Willard won it, and we supplied meat to him, and which was pretty cool. Uh, he was very appreciative and sent out a nice message to me. So that's always nice to see nice messages instead of. Mean ones. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I saw. A, uh, I actually saw a post on Facebook tonight of uh, somebody that got a couple Prairie Fresh pork butts, mm-hmm. and they were uh, questioning whether they were even going to trim them or not because the outside of them didn't look to their standards, and uh, they decided to trim them anyways, and yeah. got a big surprise. Yeah. <laughs> like, since I've been trimming briskets, briskets is the number one people is always, which I get, you spend a lot of money on a brisket and you want it right, but since I've been trimming briskets myself, you you kind of learn to work around, and they're, they're not going to be perfect, even every company is not perfect. You work around it, make something of it, and that's what I've been doing. What about you, Kyle? Uh, I haven't really been doing anything. Just tape, taping boxes shut for you. You did. You did your job. <laughs> no, I don't really do much on the shipping side, hardly at all. I think I've maybe gotten an order or two together in the last few weeks. Uh, that's about it. But more or less just being Jay's Toby and say, hey, put this label on here and tape it shut. I'm like, okay, I got it. But, uh, I do fine work. Yeah, I do fine work. Actually, I taped a box up together upside down oh yeah i've done that before it's fine oh okay cool good glad to hear i didn't know if i was gonna get in trouble for that or not i don't want to get fired (laughs) no you're still hired i mean you can fire me if you want no no uh yeah the shipping i mean comps are over for the most part i mean well they cook all year long but and practice all year long but the heat of it's definitely slowed down so Still got a lot Which, of like Texas guys reaching out that I guess I don't know they they cook a different like a CBA or there's there's three different <laughs> sanctioning bodies down there there's CBA and I think there's another one that starts with an I yeah it's four letters and then there's there's three different sanctioning bodies in Texas I actually well I watched that uh, podcast that Jordan was just on. The Facebook Live one, and uh, those guys are from Barbecue Champ, right? Yeah, Barbecue Champion Academy or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. they they sell they. I think you can buy classes. Like they have a bunch of recorded classes that you can buy um, to up your barbecue game and stuff. And they do a podcast, and they're they're located in Texas, so they were kind of talking about. Some of the, and the, uh, the other the lady that was on with Jordan was a, a Texas cook, so they were kind of talking about the Texas 
sanctioning bodies, and the CBA was definitely one of them. There was two more that I can't remember now, but uh, that I guess with Jordan winning the uh, the royal, the royal, he gets to do the rodeo. He gets to do the Houston rodeo, and uh, he gets an automatic invitation to the Jack Daniels. Um, so he was kind of talking about they were talking about the Houston rodeo a little bit. Um, and I know Chris Schaefer mentioned it when he was on our podcast because uh, he got to cook the cook it uh, for winning the Jack. And one thing that is completely different from what like Casey be at like Jordan and Chris are used to is they they actually turn in half chickens like a a whole half chicken. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I know Jordan mentioned uh, on that podcast that he was definitely going to have to practice that because he's never he's definitely never dabbled in cooking half chickens. <laughs> uh, but they were telling him that you can actually you you have to you have to turn in the half chicken like a whole a whole half chicken, but then you can put. They told him you can actually put other pieces in it i guess like around it or like if you like if you if you're you cooked a chicken breast and like you think it's lights out you can actually put more of that just pieces of that in the box with the half chicken so sounds crazy it does sound crazy i think and a lot of them are going to atlanta uh yeah jordan and bill line are i know going to atlanta uh, next month, it's I think. Two, like two or three weeks away. Three weeks away, I think. Yeah. I think I saw they just posted on Facebook today that their comp's three weeks away. That'd be cool to go down to, but I think it's like the weekend before, or, after, or might be like a couple of days before shotgun season. Here. Yeah. Because I know that uh, Brian Jarvis asked if I was coming down. I was like, Yeah, I'd like to, but I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty busy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, Kyle might shoot you. <laughs> uh, I could never shoot Jay. <laughs> um, what uh, What else has been going on at the at the shop? Have you, or I, Jay? Have you picked up any? Have you been shipping any meat besides comp meat out to? Like, has that kind of taken off at all? Like, people just call and say, "Hey, we want." six fillets can you ship them to us or is it still just it's mainly mainly competition guys i mean this merch today i shipped out like a a bundle that a guy knew a competition guy recommended us to him and he just went through our um, website and shipped out a bundle and a couple packs of heath rouse sausage shipped out a few of them uh but it's 98 percent all competition meats yeah do you do either one do you guys see the regular stuff ever taken off as far as shipping goes or you think that's kind of probably not as sought after just cuz yeah, there's a I, lot of places yeah. locally you can get it I mean a choice ribeye is a choice ribeye right prime ribeye is a prime ribeye uh I don't know I mean maybe wagyu and stuff like that higher end stuff uh I know Kevin Green ships a lot of like higher end, like you know, unique stuff. Yeah. Like tri tips and you know. But then again, it's hard to ship 
thousand dollars worth of steaks, which we're worth shipping out a couple hundred dollars on a lot of stuff. But the shipping's tough. It can be good. It can be. I mean, it's been good, but you can get burned on it too. Yeah. And we've had that lesson too. But you're gonna have that. I mean, it's just part of it. Yes. Yeah. That's what everyone says. Part of it. It's hard to see. Hard to understand. And. You know, they say a box is damaged, and you see the you request a picture of the box, and the box looks fine. So it kind of <laughs> raises eyebrows. <laughs> that thirteen hundred dollars of wagyu steaks are and probably someone else's possession. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it uh, those the boxes touch a lot of people's. A lot of people touch those boxes from the time it leaves the shop to the time that it gets to its final destination. We got it. We got it. <laughs> Breaking news. We yeah, got we, elk on the loose. Yeah, we got to go. <laughs> we, we got a... Uh, so, right before we started recording this podcast, uh, there's uh, a couple of our neighbors uh, posted videos of, a, of an elk <laughs> literally running across the cornfield like I guess that would be baiting the right there, yeah but. half a mile from where myself Kyle and Jay live uh so it's pretty big news obviously we we live in the middle of Illinois we don't we don't uh see elk running through cornfields <laughs> Kyle's dumbass <laughs> just spent a bunch of money to go out west of elk hunting because they right here bitch. yeah freaking yeah. You could have killed a bull a half mile from here. You idiot. But you wouldn't stay in a fucking single wide trailer with two light bulbs and a hot water heater. They threw out the holes in the floor. There was yeah. holes in the floor? Oh, yeah, through the linoleum. I mean, I couldn't see outside. Were you saying at the Manto tab? Yeah, close. Yikes. I, I promise you could have made it there. Your truck wouldn't have broke down to get to that elk. No. <laughs> <laughs> tell him we already shot it. Tell him. <laughs> yeah. I will. It's at the shop. I'm going to tell him that right now. <laughs> so, yeah, people people have been blowing our phones up as we're sitting here making sure we knew that there's an elk on the loose. We're not sure where it came from, but we're pretty sure yeah. it came from a pin somewhere yeah i would say <laughs> maybe it followed us from new mexico i don't know oh you killed its ma or its mate mm-hmm. and it sniffed you out maybe it's just getting here oh <laughs> man that poor guy did you get your uh is your alcohol cut up yeah yep have you ate any of it yet Cut up and frozen uh i've not uh i just i came home from work and amanda has the first two pounds thawing out right now for what is i it? guess dinner tomorrow ground meat or like the, yeah burger I haven't done anything with the roast or loins or anything yet. So what did you did you cut some steaks out of it? Uh, I didn't cut any steaks. I saved um, a couple roasts, some stew meat, and I cut the back loins in like three pound chunks. That way I can just do whatever I want. If I want to cut into steaks or chops, I can, or cook it whole, I can, or cut into stew meat, I can, whatever I want. Joe, uh, I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast a lot and. He swears oh, by it. He swears it. by elk meat. That's all he eats. Did you see him shoot his bow into Elon Musk? Uh, that one of them truck things. Either oh no, I did not see that. <laughs> he pulls out to his, the cyber truck. Yeah, he pulls out his bow. He's like, this bow shoots ninety pounds. Think I could penetrate because it? it's supposed to be bulletproof. Yeah. When Elon's like, let's try it. So he did. He pulls out his bow. And, <laughs> Elon's. You might want to do this at an angle. He's only probably. 
I don't know, 20 feet from it. Like, <laughs> sparks fly and puts a little dinner and that's it. Yeah. He, they had like a little bed. They were, they said it was a couple of dollars, but he, Joe Rogan thought it would go through it. He's like, I think it's going to penetrate it. And Elon's like, no. I mean, they could shoot it with like a, he was telling them what yeah, they could shoot. Yeah, it's literally crazy. It's bulletproof. Insane. Yeah, anyway. he, I haven't listened to that episode yet. He, Joe Rogan just had Elon on his podcast like a couple episodes ago. Yeah. I'm not to that point yet, but uh, no, Joe Rogan's he. I mean, he says like elk meat is his go-to. Like he, and he does a lot of bow hunting. He. Oh yeah. Uh, they were actually uh, he had a guest on. They were talking about axis deer. There must be axis deer must be like oh super overpopulated in Hawaii because they have no predators. And they were talking like you go you go on an axis deer hunt in Hawaii and it's not uncommon for you to see two thousand of them on one hunt. Wow! But they they said with a rifle, like with a rifle, you're pretty much guaranteed to kill. But with a bow, it's still you it's it's still pretty hard to get close enough you know within range with the right. bow. But yeah, they acted like <laughs> yeah they said it's nothing to. Go out into, I, and I don't know. I'm, I'm picturing Hawaii. I'm picturing there's can't be that much like ground of just woods. Uh, but yeah, they they said it's not uncommon to see two thousand of them. Well, that's in one crazy. hunt, and uh, and they said you know they they have to be killed because they're they do not they they do not have a predator. There's not a predator, so if you don't kill them, they're literally going to just fucking take over, pretty much. Sounds like they need to introduce cougars and mountain lions. Well, they ta- they, they mentioned that, but <laughs> then you got a whole other set of problems with that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> so, I think, uh, Jay, you're, you're still planning on having a... Having a, a yeah. gathering, gathering. Of, of people November. for uh, for a little kind of end of the year <coughs> barbecue competition, barbecue guy party, recognizing all the people that have uh, gotten meat from you all year. Um, I think they're. I don't know if everybody's going to do this, but I think you've requested that they bring their trophies mm-hmm. that they've won uh, throughout the year using your guys's products or using your guys's comp competition meets um and uh also kind of to celebrate jordan's american royal win since he didn't really get the walk the stage but they did a pretty good job yeah, of, they did. of that at barbecue um for those that you don't that don't follow along with uh, competition barbecue you maybe you listen to our podcast and that's about it. Uh, Jordan won American Royal. We had him on. You know, we talked about that. Well, uh, the Machete Boys cooked uh, barbecue also, and they actually brought the crown, the cape, and the cooler, the trophy, everything they won, uh, everything that they were presented at the American Royal, they brought it to barbecue, and uh, Jordan wasn't aware that they were doing this uh but friday night they uh, basically announced you know kind of call they had machete what's a david, david ellis. ellis 
David Ellis got on the mic and um, basically presented Jordan with the, the the robe and the crown and and the, they brought the actually brought the the throne, the king's chair, or whatever, um, to that comp. So uh, that was pretty cool. Um, Jordan did get his. It it still wasn't on at the American Royal, but they they did recognize him and he put the cape on and the crown and held the big check and got a picture and so that was pretty cool. That that's pretty uh, that it says a lot about the Machete Boys. Yeah, and David Ellis for sure. Uh, uh, it would be hard for me to yeah to to do. I mean, even though the the results are the results and that's what happened it would still be hard mm. for me to go from gc to rgc and have to pass that mm. to somebody else but he did it with a lot of respect and yeah. uh have outstanding it was outstanding really i don't i've met david once i think jordan introduced me to him but after, i mean just what watching that and what he how he's handled himself and carried himself throughout this he's got to be a class act dude and yeah uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, the November 11th, that was a plan, and hope we're going to do it up better than that for him. But, yeah, was, I don't know, it was one of my one-minute ideas, and <laughs> Kyle gave me the okay. He's probably regretting it. But a lot of people... I don't know how elaborate it was presented to me, but... Oh, whatever. <laughs> A lot of people are looking forward to it, and I think it's... It'll be fun. Uh, you know, a lot of these teams do a lot You know, a lot for us. Obviously, they buy a lot of meat off us, and they promote us quite a bit. Yeah, so. they, prom- they promote you guys pretty good. And uh, I think it's the least we can do. Honestly, we would, it's not the best time of year for us, and that's probably the thing Kyle's regretting. But if we don't do it... Well, now. that and the new building is such a disaster. I'll have it looking good. <laughs> uh, we so are going to do it at the new building, though. Right. It, it is going to be at the new building? Yeah. Not outside? Or, I mean, not yeah. in between the two buildings? Uh, the weather's like high 56 that day. It's supposed to be sunny. Uh, we'll, I mean, we'll be partially outside. We got I got it all set in my mind. <laughs> and it's uh, Saturday, November 11th, right? Yep. It starts at 2? Yep. 2 o'clock, and anybody... I mean, it's open to anybody. Yeah, Yeah, open to the public. Uh, The as far as the new building goes, is it are are people going to be like allowed to hang out in there, or is it just going to be open kind of for the bathrooms? No, the the like shit garage part of it, which I say garage, it's huge. It's yeah, probably hold hundred people. uh, Well, it's it's big enough for three semis to back into. So that's probably will be the main like hangouts. You know, once the weather the sun goes down. Uh, and then the like, actually the main floor of the pro or the yeah it would be the processing area I guess. It's pretty open yet, and I talked to our superintendent or not superintendent, uh, contract general contract. What's Kurt's superintendent? Yeah, superintendent. Yeah. Talked to him yesterday, and he said everything's good to go. Like there's no worries about. You can do what you want. Just so. It'll there'll be plenty of room and bathrooms will be open and it'll be good. Then we were also having uh, a barbecue class in January at the new place and yeah. the actual uh, our 
banquet hall will be it won't be finished but it'll be drywalled and finished enough where it'll be presentable uh Mulkey's barbecue Nikki and Mike Mulkey are going to do the class there which looking forward to that and especially at that time in January there should be quite a bit of progress in the plant so it'd be cool to show uh people what it's turning into but that's all I got for yeah con- uh yeah Maybe some anybody works bombs <laughs> anybody that uh anybody that's interested in in um meeting some competition cooks uh that you've that we've interviewed or talked about on the podcast uh they'll pretty much all be there i hope so uh jordan for sure will be there i would imagine triple h will be there yeah uh mulkies will be there there's there's a lot of guys a lot of people that a lot of competition people that are planning on being there uh everyone that i've talked to personally um they're pretty they're pretty pumped up about it because they they uh so once barbecue season's over they they pretty much don't necessarily see each other until barbecue season starts again so they're kind of all pretty excited about uh basically it's getting all the competition barbecue guys together one last time before before the end of the year and um and they they aren't actually cooking so they all get to hang out and actually cut it up with each other and and not worry about (laughs) turning a brisket every time we every time we see these guys are so serious and they're you know i mean they a lot of them it's their i wouldn't say a job but they take it seriously yeah you don't see them cut loose too often, so hopefully they can enjoy themselves and uh, mingle with some people and shake some hands. I don't know, but yeah. So uh, anybody that wants to, it, like like Jay said, it's open to the public. Uh, come on out and uh, find find one of us. Find myself, Jay, or Kyle, and uh, we can introduce you to whatever barbecue person you want to meet that's there. And uh, maybe if you throw Kyle five or ten bucks, he might give you a ten cent tour of the new plant. Uh, bring golf cart. Yeah, there you go. Bring he's, golf cart. He's uh, he's charging for tours now because the budget's getting tight. Yeah, right. No kidding. <laughs> he's trying to figure out a way to get back under budget instead of over. <laughs> Is that ever even a thing? No. Under budget. No. No. No, there's no such thing. It's uh, here's what we think it's gonna cost, and uh, you might as well pretty much figure on it costing more than what we think it's gonna cost. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's uh, yeah, that's how it goes. You just hope that uh, it doesn't cost substantially more than you thought it was gonna cost. <laughs> but. Oh yeah, and we'll have Jeff Bartles. Uh, oh yeah, Jeff Bartles cooking. Cooking, yeah. Serving food. You know what he's serving yet, Jay? He sent me a list. It's very long and like Jeff Bartles. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Jeff Bartles uh, list. Yeah. It's all unique stuff. Uh, I think like chili. I don't know. Street tacos or uh, street corn. Isn't that street corn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Mexican street corn. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I got it, but it'll be good. That Mexican Mac street corn cheese. is freaking good. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff Bartles. 
he doesn't he never goes 50 percent no no i'm like jeff just do something simple okay what we're gonna do is a 17 course meal and we'll yeah Uh, we'll do haircuts afterwards did he did he send you a layout of the tables no and uh that's gonna drive him nuts i'm not gonna show him the layout (laughs) (laughs) so uh jeff did our clash reunion and he literally sent kyle a blueprint of how many tables we needed to set up the order of everything (laughs) you got this first then this then this then this and then uh the sauces and he had a note that said make sure that somebody babysits these sauces because if you don't babysit them people will overuse them and each bottle is 25 dollars worth of sauce (laughs) i mean the dude is detailed for sure he 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 does it right. He does a good job. We actually tried to get him here tonight. He was wasn't available, uh, but he'll definitely be a, a. Hopefully, in the near future, we'll get him on, get him here, and get him on, mic'd up and and talk about uh, how he went from a tech being a techie uh, it to it to, to <laughs> barbecue. Uh, catering and uh, the whole experience, teaching classes. He just held a class. Yeah. Thanksgiving dinner class at uh, Collinsville Barbecue Store. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it went well. Uh, I haven't talked to anybody. I know some people that went to it, but I haven't had a chance to talk to them to see how what they thought of it. But knowing Jeff, it went well, and people probably learned some things they didn't know. So, anything else? Jay, Kyle? Mm. I think uh, that wraps it up for me. Yeah, same here. Yep. Uh, good luck Good luck to all the deer hunters. Um, Shoot them all. Going, in, going on now and in the future. I think uh, if you have any vacation days, I think you should be using them. Like tomorrow and yeah. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's yeah it this cold front definitely has the deer moving kyle says uh he bets 65 percent of them are bred already i'd say 60 oh now we're we're dropping it down or maybe, I, I well whatever i said i don't <laughs> i said by the by the end of this weekend by the end of this weekend kyle thinks 60 percent of the does are going to be bred why do you yep. think that i just do the i don't know just reading stuff on facebook and seeing the big mature bucks that are already coming in that means tells me that they're hot and heavy they're what fucking you, up they're what do you mean by mistakes. hot and heavy uh they're after the hot does because they're making mistakes what is a hot dough uh one that's ready to get <laughs> so if you're not a deer hunter i mean to pretend yeah let's talk yeah Okay, so why are these bucks so getting? You're, you're a guy. Okay, you run around. You know, let's say teen, you like to, teenager. You know, teen teenager. Yeah, yeah, teenager. Teenager. Yep. You just got your first girlfriend. You know, she only wants to snuggle for about two weeks out of the year. Is all you're going to get her. Ooh. So what are you going to do? You're going to just be stupid. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do whatever you got to do. Yeah, you're going to have shit for brains. You're going to have one thing on your mind. Ain't going to be work. Ain't going to be school. Ain't going to be eating. Eating. Ain't going to be nothing. It's going to be 
Snuggling. Yep. Snuggling. That's all you want to talk about. That's all you want to see. Smelling, sniffing, and chasing. That's all it is. And then they they and they try to do that to as many as they can. Right. It's <laughs> pretty wild. Like we'll get deer in bucks like uh, two weeks ago, and they'll weigh quite a bit more. Like once they start running, they'll run. How much do you think? Like a twenty, thirty pounds off. Like oh, yeah. They'll lose. They'll run so much. Run these does so much. They'll lose quite a bit of mass and muscle or not just fat and that they've stored up for that for the big game for the big show yeah yep in that two or three weeks i mean they're 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 chasing hot does they get they get with a hot doe they breed the hot doe and they lock down with her for a few days and then as soon as that's over with they're back on their feet chasing another hot doe until what that they're not hot anymore that zen that killed that big deer the story was they had him on trail cam like a few miles away two yeah two or three miles away and he killed it within like was it it was it was the same day yeah no it was like i won't say hours yeah, yeah it was hours yeah he, he it was like on trail camera this time and he had a day yeah. within early like, afternoon like, i want to say three miles it was yeah yeah so that deer ran three miles within just chasing yeah crazy and when they're not chasing they they probably don't i mean they, as long as they're not being pressured they they won't move <laughs> shit some of them no, might not even get out they'll get out of their bed they'll eat and go, go eat and go back to their bed so yeah yeah it's it's but like jan gower just saying i mean these deer it's literally one time a year yep and lose they, the brain one time a year they get the opportunity to put something warm inside something else they're they lose their minds you know how it is guys how many we got a lot of women watch this listen to this i i don't think so i think our male audience supersedes the female audience so you guys all know what we're talking about yeah so if you're only getting it once a month, I mean, just think about a whitetail buck. He only gets it once a year. <laughs> so, it's really, I mean, once a month might suck, but if you were a buck, you'd only be getting it once a year. And you'd have to chase them for miles yeah. to get it. They won't have cars. Right. Or a cell phone. Yeah. I mean, these bucks can't buy the dough a drink. <laughs> they yeah. They're... They literally, and and they and they the does play just as hard to get as the as the human females do. They they don't <laughs> let them they don't let them just say hi and it's on. They make them chase them around for two or three hours till they finally wear them out, and then then they're like, "Fine, let's that's, get this over with." That's literally, that's literally <laughs> what they do. They run those does so hard they yes. give up. Yep. Mother Nature. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening. If you got anything for us, meetcartel3 at gmail.com. If you want to send us some ideas for what you want to hear, what, what should we talk about? Is there anything at the shop, uh, butcher shop wise, that we haven't touched on enough that you want to hear? Let us know. Anything else? Let us know. Any guests? Let us know. 
Uh, we'd love to see you out at the at the November 11th party at the shop. And uh, yep. kids, family, kids, everybody. family. Yeah, it's a it's a family event. Um, Jeff Bartle's gonna be cooking up some some good food like always. So uh, yeah, come meet the barbecue guys. Uh, get a tour of the new shop. No bounce houses though. Oh, bummer. I know. Fire. We might be able to light a dumpster on fire. Good. Well, that'll that'll help Plocker out. You can light their dumpster on fire. They want to pay to get it empty. Roast marshmallows That's over it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Is there any asbestos in there? <laughs> no, that, that, no asbestos. Everything came back clean. <laughs> All right, we'll see you again next next week, maybe.